proclaiming the gospel throughout the world. Bill Winston Ministries is bringing lost souls to Jesus Christ and teaching them how to walk in a victorious life. We invite you to receive all the blessings that God has for your life. Bill Winston Ministries presents The Believer's Walk of Faith. Hello, I'm Bill Winston and welcome to another program. The program that you're watching is called The Believer's Walk of Faith, where we walk by faith and not by sight. We have a strong teaching for you today. It's called Only Believe. Praise God. Now, this is interesting because believing is our job. The doing is God's job. In other words, we have to believe that God will do His job. Here's what it says in Romans chapter 1 and verse 16. I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believes, unto the Jew first and also to the Greek. Now, what is it saying here? It's saying that the Word does the work. Now, this is a powerful revelation because what has happened because of the fall of Adam, mankind's been doing it all himself. Well, once you come into the kingdom, now we're redeemed. Now we're going to see the Word do the work. Here's what he says in Isaiah 55 and 11. He says, My word shall not return unto me void, but it shall accomplish that which I've sent it to do. You see, God's Word is going to make some things happen. So you and I are responsible for believing that God will do what He said. That's our job. Praise God. Well, let's go into it. Let's get your Bibles and pencils and paper ready. Get ready to take some good notes now. It's called Only Believe. Your future is not in other folks' hands. Your future is in your heart, and you can speak it out. Say amen to that. All right. Let's look at the next part of that. Verse 36. Every idle word that men shall speak, they shall give account thereof in the day of judgment. For by thy words thou shalt be what? Justified, that means acquitted and made free. And by thy words thou shalt be what? Condemned, that means sentenced or put in bondage. All right. Now we're talking on the subject of the law of confession. And what we said a law is, a law is a principle that has uh, predictable consequences or outcome. In other words, if I do this, this is what's going to happen every time. So a law and confession. We said a law also is that which is put in place to govern the activity or the affairs of another or of a situation. In other words, the laws regarding driving. They give you a driver's license because you, they taught you the laws. Now the law says you drive in America on the right side of the road. So if I see somebody on a two-lane highway and they're on the wrong side of the road, they are breaking the law. Got it? But the law was put in place to keep everybody on the right side. So I'm saying the law of confession, you can speak it, it is a law, and it will put everything in place. Everything will line up with that word. Are you following what I'm saying? Yeah, all right. Okay, let's go to Numbers chapter 23, please. Numbers 23, verse 19. God is not a man that he should lie. All right, let's stop right there. What do you mean, not a man? God is a spirit. Okay, God is a spirit. Now, you and I, when Adam was first created, he was created a spirit. Then God molded a body for him, put him in a body. And then God breathed into his nostrils, and Adam became a living soul. That mind, will, emotions, intellect, and imagination all went inside of Adam. 
Now Adam can function just like his father. He can have a free will. Father has a free will. Adam could, could uh, create things. Father can create things. He made him just like him because Adam has an imagination. So he made him just like him, all right? Now, Adam was then to rule this earth, and Adam was to have dominion over it. So if God were to get back into this earth, he would have to get Adam's permission to go in here and move in here. That's what he did with Abraham. He asked Abraham, well, I'm going to put it in my own words, Abraham, I want to cut a deal with you. If you let me use you to get back into this earth, I'll be your God. Okay, Abraham took the deal. Now, my point was, is that I showed you, demonstrated to you where this earth was given over to mankind. So now mankind has the earth. And you know that because over in Matthew, I think chapter four, Jesus was tempted uh, after 40 days of fasting. Y'all remember that? The devil came to him, tempted him with three temptations. Well, one of the temptations, the devil said this. He said, he said, he took him up to a high mountain and showed him all the kingdoms of the earth in a moment of time. And he said, all this will I give you if you'll bow down and worship me for it has been delivered to me. You see, when Adam sinned, he delivered it over to Satan. Now, if it didn't belong to Adam, how could he deliver it? You, you got what I'm saying? Now, I'm only letting you know this because one man said he came in and preached that, that well, I heard him preach somewhere else. He said that the only reason Satan could get in the garden and do what he did is because Adam never took ownership. See? And I'm just saying, thank God we're saying, well, uh, somebody said, oh, you got a new car. Oh, this is a large car. Well, the Lord gave it to you. Now, now you don't have it. He don't have it. No wonder the devil's trying to tear the thing up. Somebody got to take possession. Oh, you following what I'm saying? See, he's given this earth over to us and he's expecting us to do something about it. Now, he is the one that comes and works with us to make what he had planned for the earth to come to pass all the time. You follow what I'm saying? All right, now, watch this because we're going to go somewhere with this. He says, not a man. Remember the time Jesus came, the madman of Gadara, came and approached Jesus and Satan possessed this madman and spoke out of this madman and told Jesus, I know who you are. I adjure you that you torment me not. I know you're the son of God. Now notice what he's saying. Basically, he was saying, you're God. You can't touch me. See, and he knew, Satan knew that God could not touch him in this earth without going through a man. He knew that. But Jesus was a man and he was God. He got what I'm saying? Now, the Bible said in Philippians chapter two that Jesus took his Godhead ability and set it aside and became as a man anointed by God. Why? What was he going to represent? The second or last Adam. He was going to show you exactly what potential Adam had. Now, your potential, my potential, Adam's potential was not just in Adam. It was also in God. Because Adam and God were not two, come on, they were one. And that's what the covenant does, by the way. The covenant wraps two people together. Are, are you following what I'm saying? All right. Now, so let's look at this. And let's look the rest of this verse. He said, neither is the son of man that he should repent. Hath he said and shall he not do it? Or hath he spoken and shall he not make it good? Now, Whatever God spoke, God is going to make good. Whatever God spoke, he's going to make it good. 
Y'all got that? Uh, let's go over to Isaiah, please, in Isaiah chapter 55. Look what it says in verse 11, uh, uh, pardon me, 10 and 11, verses 10 and 11. For as the rain cometh down the snow from heaven and returneth not thither, but watereth the earth and make it bring forth in bud, that it may give seed to the sower and bread to the eater, so shall my word be that goeth forth out of my mouth. It shall not return unto me void, but it shall accomplish that which I please, and it shall prosper in the thing whereunto I sent it. Now, he's saying here that as the rain cometh down from heaven and the snow from heaven and returneth not thither, but watereth the earth so it may bring forth and bud, so shall my word be that goeth forth out of my mouth. It shall not return unto me void, but it shall accomplish that which I please, and it shall prosper in wherein is the thing I sent it. Unaligned, it shall accomplish. Now, you see what I'm saying here? I'm saying it didn't say you accomplish. It says the word shall accomplish. Are uh, you following what I'm saying? Now, this, this is key because it's kind of where we left off last time. Because we want to we we separate our part from his part. Because everybody got a part to play here. But his word shall accomplish it. When you study the birth of Jesus, it'll lead you back to Micah chapter 5, where it was prophesied by the prophet Micah that Jesus would be born in Bethlehem, Ephrata. Now, that's kind of like saying, be born in, um, uh, be born in Selma, Alabama. Well, there could be a Selma, Nova Scotia. Or there could be a Selma in one of the whatever countries. But my point was, he was distinguishing in the earth where the Messiah was going to be born. Now that was hundreds of years before he was born. But the word is at work. Now, here comes a time of Jesus's birth when Mary was full with child. And all of a sudden there came a uh, 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 command or whatever it is from Herod that everybody must pay taxes and you must go back to your own hometown to do it. Coincidence? No. Then God, Joseph packed up, got married, came all the way back to Bethlehem and there was no room for them in the end because everybody was back there trying to pay the taxes. Place was crowded. So he had the child, baby was born where? In a manger. In Bethlehem. Just like it had been prophesied hundreds of years before. Why? Because the man might have been off the sea, but if he believed it and spoke it, the word was going to take over. Folks, some of y'all here right now because of what your grandmama believed and spoke. The word works beyond the grave. Does this make sense to you? 
All right, let's keep going now because it shall accomplish. See, this is a new mindset. See, I'm not talking about me accomplishing. I'm talking about me believing it and speaking it. And then the word goes to work. Come on now. You see, I'm, I don't know how it's going to be accomplished. Only thing I know is I'm believing it and speaking it. Now, if God wants to use me as part of that uh, accomplishment, then that's fine. But he'll use me or whatever he's got to use to make it come to pass because it's a law. There is a predictable outcome. You will have what you say. Come on over. Let's go over to uh, Romans chapter one, please. Romans chapter one. Now I'm, 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 I'm taking time and really getting this into you because Satan has tried to keep you without confidence in God's word. Because that, that confidence is what you need for the word to keep working. Confidence ain't nothing but faith. You remember Jairus came to Jesus and he, he, he came to Jesus and said, my little daughter lieth at the point of death. If you come and lay hands on her, she shall be healed and she shall live. That's what Jairus said. Jesus started walking with him. Here come this woman and she had been saying something. If I may touch his clothes, I shall be whole. I'm talking about a law of confession, a predictable outcome. And then she went out, out of the house when it was not scripturally legal for her with an issue of blood to be out in public. But now she's walking by what? Faith and not by sight, not by experience, not by the senses. She's got a higher law working. So she goes out there and presses her way through the crowd and touches his garment. Boom, virtue flowed out of here. Boom, she knew in her body she'd been made healed and sat out and told him all the truth. He said, daughter, thy faith hath made thee whole. Then the runners came from Jairus' house and said, trouble not the master anymore. Your daughter's dead. And what did Jesus tell Jairus? Don't say anything. Just hang with your last confession because what you spoke, the word is still working. You got what I'm saying? The enemy will try to paint a picture that this thing is not working in your life. So why don't you just relax and let go and forget it all and so forth. No, no, you got to say it and say it. Come on and say it, you got to hold fast the confession of your faith. And even when you don't feel strength enough to say it, just don't say nothing. Cause what you last said is still working. All right, y'all here. Okay, what did I tell you to turn now? Romans chapter one, all right? Look at Romans chapter one. Amen. Verse 16, 
For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. For it is the what? Power of God unto salvation to everyone that, um, that believeth. To the who first, the Greek first, Jew first, and also to the Greek. Now, just look at this verse. I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it, it what? The word, the gospel, the word of God is the what? Power of God, keep going, unto what? Salvation. What is salvation, somebody? Healing, deliverance, whatever you need. Unto everyone that will what? Believe. So God cannot work in your life except to the degree that you believe. So if you don't believe, then it may not be possible for you. But if I believe, it'll be possible for me. Now don't get on me, cause I believe. What you need to do is you need to believe. Because God is no respect of person, this is a law. It'll work for anybody that'll put it to work. So if you want an airplane, believe. I said a new car, believe. A new home, believe. Your husband saved, believe. Well, yeah, believe. <laughs> believe in what? The Word. See, now watch this. Two kinds of believing. Secular, biblical. Secular belief is belief based on experiences. It's based on something that you can logically come to with your own natural abilities or thinking. For example, I see this chair. The chair looks strong. I sit in it. Now, suppose I saw that chair and that chair looked rickety and the thing kind of hanging off and so forth. What I want to sit in. Now, I don't believe that can hold me up. So I'm looking at it with my senses and making that assessment. You got what I'm saying? That is secular belief. I'm believing it because I've experienced that before. That's why the people believe the newspaper. Newspapers say we're going to have a sale at, at uh, one of the big department stores tomorrow night at, at midnight. They're going to have washing machines for $50. Whoa! Hey! Uh, that's hard to believe, ain't it? Praise the Lord. But anyway, washing machine for $50. Okay, what happens? I don't call the newspaper and say, are you sure you printed that right? I don't call Sears and say, hey, you know what I'm doing? I'm going to line up right there at, 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 10, at 9 o'clock waiting for the doors to open at 12 midnight. No, wait a minute, because I believed it. See? Now, here's something in the paper. By his stripes, you are healed. Got it? Now, wait a minute. That believing is beyond your experiences. That believing is Bible believing. And Bible believing is believing the Word of God independent of sense evidence or human reason. Most of the gospel is not reasonable. Most of the gospel is not reasonable. Don't ever forget that. Well, God put it out there on purpose so that your mind don't have that no, no play. You know, your mind cannot capture it. See, if your mind captures it first, it won't get in your spirit. 
So you got to put it out there beyond what your mind can appreciate. Are, are you with me? Now, it is the power of God. What's the power of God? The Word of God. The Word is the power. The Word is the power. The Word is the power. See, you need authority because authority is what your body gives you here to believe it and speak it. But you need the power to bring it to pass. So you and God are working together. And that's what the world doesn't have. They're trying to believe and speak something and use soul power. And you can get some soul power operating. You've seen people walk on hot bed of coals or something like that. That's all soul power. Because you got a little power in the soul. But you ain't got enough to move a mountain. Hey! Well, praise God. I trust that you enjoyed that teaching. Now again, that's called only believe. Now what our job is to, is believe that God will do his job. God says he's not a man that he should lie, neither the son of man that he shall repent. Hath he not said it and shall he not do it? You see, God, what he spoke, he's going to do. Our job is to say what God says, is to believe what God will do. And God will take care of it. It's two kinds of beliefs that we discovered in this particular teaching. One is secular belief. And that's where we believe our experiences. In other words, we can't logically figure it out. If we haven't experienced it or somebody hasn't written about it, so forth and so on, many times we won't believe it. But biblical belief is believing the word alone. In other words, that's what Abraham had. When God told him he's going to make him a father of many nations, let me tell you, Abraham was 99 years old, beyond the age of childbearing. But what did God do? He reset him. He reset Sarah, opened up her womb, and so forth. Why? He did the impossible. Why? Because Abraham believed. Praise God. Well, we want to make a believer out of you. And to do it, you need to order some of these tapes. Praise the Lord. We have our tapes or CDs of this particular teaching, and there's on the screen the address and phone number. I want you to place an order right away. Now, I'm just not trying to sell tapes and CDs. What we're doing is we're getting the Word of God into your hands. You need to take it, stop the CD, study that part, play a little bit more, rewind the tape, whatever you do, and study these things out because these are truths that you have to renew your mind to because if you don't, when you come out of one teaching on this, you just go out and act just like you've normally been acting. Well, you'll get that same results. So what we want to do is put some new information in so you'll get some new results in your life. Some of you have challenges right now, and you're trying to get beyond these challenges. I'm telling you how to do it. Only believe. The address and phone number, again, are on your screen. Order it right away. You will be satisfied. Praise God. Well, this is Bill Winston. That's all we have for this time. I'll see you next time. Until then, keep walking by faith.